if you just went by that in the whole world, you would start to understand, like, <clears throat> the true power of the Vatican and the fact that certain things are based on real shit, like the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Welcome back in to David L. Gray, off code and unscripted. <laughs> we gotta talk about the latest Cat Williams viral interview. You know, the first one with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay went completely viral, broke the internet. <laughs> Everyone in the world was talking about it. And I really didn't care so much for it because it was a bunch of, it was funny at times, right? Because Cat is funny, especially when he looks off to the right <laughs> or to the left. I guess he's looking at his kid or something, but every time he looks off to the left, you know he's about to say something crazy, right? It's, it's like some sort of like demon is like giving him some sort of script to read off of. <laughs> some sort of some sort of red pill or something like that over here. But you know it's his kid, but he's he's hilarious, man. Anytime he looks off to the left over here, he's he's about to say anything, right? And this Joe Rogan interview, man, it I liked it a lot because it was just like two guys just sitting around talking about whatever is next on the menu. And it reminded me like a lot of my, me and my brother-in-law, Kevin, when we get together. Now, we're not like Joe Rogan and Cat Williams. We're not smoking weed. Well, one of us <laughs> is not smoking marijuana. That's me. I'm just drinking a few glasses of wine, uh, maybe an old-fashioned. And, and we're just talking. And whatever religion, politics, conspiracies, whatever's going to happen next, we're talking about. So it was, it was fun like that. And uh, but Cat and Joe Rogan, they said some things that I got to respond to. <laughs> this first one about the Ark of the Covenant. What? And he said a couple things like that in an interview. Like what? You know, he looks off to the left and he comes back with some something off the chain. Uh, Monday, I got to come back and talk about what he said about mer people and mermaids and Atlantis. And you guys know I'm there for all that. I believe in all that. I have all the receipts, all the proof. So we're going to talk about that on Monday. But today, we got to talk about what Joe Rogan and Cat Williams said about the Ark of the Covenant. So let's start the clock now. None of those people, when we say those people, none of them picked a bad place ever. No. That's when you understand that there's a grid. Yeah. Because nobody's holy people picked bad spots. No. Everybody understood certain things about the area and long before they had x-ray machines. And yeah. If you just went by that in the whole world, you would start to understand like <clears throat> the true power of the Vatican and the fact that certain things are based on real shit like the Ark of the Covenant ain't some spooky little story. It's what do you think like, it is? Think it's like a nuclear generator or something like that? What do you think it is? 
whatever the nucleus is that would nuclearly power something <laughs> that would have initially been in the pyramids would also have been in the Ark of the Covenant, right. which would be the same thing. Right. Something that you can't fuck with and right. it's radioactive and it's very powerful. That's why but they gotta it put still all those rocks has to be it. Oh shit. That's what Imagine. I'm saying. Nobody's telling any crazy stories, my man. Not globally. No. No. The whole world you would start to understand like uh, the true power of the Vatican and the fact that certain things are based on real shit like the Ark of the Covenant. Oh my goodness. So the according to Joe Rogan and uh Cat Williams the Ark of the Covenant is a nuclear bomb. <laughs> oh, oh, or some sort of nuclei, right? That was in the pyramids and powering spaceships. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I guess that's the best you can do if you're a Protestant and you're missing books of the Bible because you don't really know what happened to the Ark of the Covenant. Or that's kind of like the best you can do. If you're a Google scholar like Joe Rogan, never bought a book, <laughs> Not even an audiobook. Everything you know is free <laughs> from, from the internet, right? Uh, Google scholars, there's a lot of them. And I always tell them, don't listen. People always come with me. You know, they, they're my inbox or email trying to explain something to me, right? Um, not explain, just explain something to me. And, you know, and, I, and I'm patient generally with people, but it gets to a point. Right? You know, I say, do, do not compare your Google search with my master's degree. Right? Pretty soon my PhD. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, you, you just have to let people know, right? I, I've actually researched these things right, professionally. I right, wrote papers. I have things with footnotes, right? And the books I read have footnotes, right? So you have to explain these people. But this is really the best they can do, right? Um, you know, if you're processing, you're just missing books. Can't do anything about it besides become Catholic, right? Find out what happened to the Ark of the Covenants. Uh, we, we, our, our Bible explains that to you. Um, uh, you, know, like, and, you know, if you're just a Google scholar, you don't want to buy books, you don't want to read books or footnotes, this is just the best you can do, right? But let me see if I can just kind of help people out just a little bit. Let's try to work through this. Let's crack open the scriptures. And so, uh, you know, I can help people understand what happened to the Ark of the Covenant is here with us today. Um, the Gospel of Luke, Luke explained it. He went through exhaustive means, seven, seven different ways. Seven is a very significant number that Luke tried seven different ways to explain to us where the Ark of the Covenant is. He did it sort of in a cloaking sort of way because he knew the whole world was looking for the Ark of the Covenant. This is a really big deal back then because the Jews had a temple, but the temple didn't have an Ark of the Covenant anymore. Everyone was looking for it. This, this is perplexing. Um, and But Luke knows if people find out where it is, they're going to go, you know, try to do something. All right. So he explains to us where the Ark of the Covenant is with enough clues. And so as Catholics read this Bible, like, because we just, you know, we have 2000 years of understanding things, right? Not just 500 or how old is Google, right? <laughs> we have much longer. So, but let's really start with the Ark of the Covenant. Like, what is the Ark of the Covenant? So the Ark of the Covenant is the holiest thing on earth. In Old Testament, Old Testament God 
commanded his people after they came out of bondage Egypt, out of the Red Sea, to build a tabernacle. Um, and the tabernacle was to contain the ark, which is the holy thing on earth. Later on, after um, David and Solomon built a temple, um, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was contained. Holiest thing on earth. And in fact, only one group of people, only one tribe could even come into the presence and even touch the Ark. Those are the Levites. And in fact, at one point in time, a guy named Uzzah, he touched the Ark, um, well-meaning, because it was, you know, he was carrying an oxen, which he wasn't supposed to be able to. The Ark was supposed to be carried on poles on people's shoulders. But it's, it's being traveled by Ark and it started slipping. Uzzah reaches out and touches it. God strikes him down that day because he's not a Levite. And the scriptures say from that day on, David, King David, was fearful of the Lord because of what he did. God don't play. Now, what did Ark of the Covenant contain? Well, it contained three things. One, it contained the tablets of the law. The law written by the finger of God. The Ten Commandments. It contained that. One of the holiest things on earth. The second thing it contained was the pot of manna. This is the manna that God was feeding his people with while they were in the desert. The pot of manna was always enough every day. There was new manna. And this was feeding the people God. One of the holiest things on earth. The third thing, holy thing it contained was the sign of priesthood, which God gave his people. So all the tribes were given a rod. All 12 tribes. And God said, whichever rod budded overnight, that tribe would be his holy priesthood. In the morning, it was found that it was Aaron's rod that budded. Which tribe did Aaron belong to? He belonged to the Levites. So the Levites become God's high priest. They become his priests. And they, um, the job as priests is to offer sacrifices to give service to the temple. So these three things were in the Ark of the Covenant, these three holy things. It turns out that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of everything that was in the Ark of the Covenant. Jesus Christ is the law himself. He's God. He's the law. He's the fulfillment of the law. And this is why he speaks in such a way. He says things such as, well, you heard it said, but now I say to you. He says, oh, we had Moses, you know, explain this to you, but... I now say this to you. He gives his own law. He gives his beatitudes. He issues new law. I command you to love one another as I loved you. He speaks in this way because he is God. He's the law giver. Um, so he's the fulfillment of um, the law of God that was in the Ark of the Covenant. He's also fulfillment of the pot of manna. In John 6, he calls himself the bread of life. The fulfillment of the pot of manna. He equates his flesh to bread, saying whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, has eternal life. So he is the fulfillment of the bread of life. As Catholics, we know that um, in Jesus Christ as the Holy Eucharist, the bread that we eat at Mass, is the fulfillment of that. And the Catholicism is the only religion on the face of this earth, including, we could say, Orthodox as part of that same family, that eats his uh, flesh and drinks his blood. We're the only ones obeying um, the Passover, which God commanded, do this and forever in memory of me perpetually so the only religions that are eating the bread of god the fulfillment of the manna the third thing which jesus christ fulfills is um he is the high priest he is aaron's rod that budded he is the high priest he is the priest of priests so so where was jesus so therefore jesus is the fulfillment of the ark of the covenant 
where was Jesus contained before he was born? What contained those three things? Mary's womb. Therefore, the Blessed Mother Mary is the Ark of the Covenants. The Ark of the New Covenant. Because in her womb, she contained the fulfillment of the law, the fulfillment of the pot of manna, in the fulfillment of Aaron's rod that budded. Luke wants you to know this about the Blessed Mother Mary. He wants you to know that she is the fulfillment of the Ark of the Covenant. And that the Ark of the Covenant is still with us. He doesn't say her name explicitly. But he gives us seven clues for we can know. Seven is a very significant number in this way. So let me crack open the scriptures and to explain to you where you can find these things to study these things more deeply. So let's go to first to first Kings chapter eight, verses one through ten. And here Luke explains that the Holy Spirit came upon both of the Arks of Covenant in their temples. Okay. So he Luke does seven plays in the Old Testament to say, well, here is the Ark of the Covenant. You can clearly see it here in the Old Covenant. Also see it here in Mary. Right. So he does these these seven things to make these 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 um these parallels between the old and the new. Right? So in First Kings chapter eight, chapters chapter 8 verses 10 through 13 it says when the priest left the holy place the cloud filled the temple of the lord so that they could no longer minister because of the cloud since the lord's glory had filled the temple so this is after solomon had built the temple of god god fills it with his presence he comes upon it and so this is something you always see in Old Testament, the cloud of God. It comes upon the tabernacle. It comes upon a high mountain. Wherever the presence of God is, it comes in a form of a cloud. And Solomon said, the Lord intends to dwell in a dark cloud. I have truly built you a princely house, a dwelling place that you may abide forever. Luke says, okay, let's match that. And I raise you, Mary. So he says on Luke 135, he says, and the angel said to Mary in reply, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called this holy, the son of God. So again, let's recap. Where do the spirit of God in the form of a cloud come upon? temples wherever the presence of god is it comes upon mary which means she's a temple she's a holy place she's a tabernacle she contains the ark of the covenants <clears throat> and and mary um is also like the the scriptures say um in kings that the lord's glory had filled the temple of the lord well, also says in Luke chapter one that when the angel Gabriel first visits Mary, what does he say to her? He treat, he greets her in the greeting that lets her know that she is even greater than him because he comes to her and says, hell, Mary. Then he says, 
full of grace, which means she's like the temple. As the temple was filled, the was filled with the glory of God, so was Mary, full of grace. Now that was just one thing Luca said. You can say, okay, a little bit of similarities there, but uh, -uh. Luke has six more for you. Check those one out. Luke says that the Ark of the Covenant, they both traveled to the hill country of Judah. He looks in 2 Samuel 6, 2. It says, Then David and all the people who were with him set out for Bala of Judah to bring from there the Ark of God, which bears the name of the Temple Lord. The name of the Lord, the host, enthroned in cherubim. So, <clears throat> so the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament it traveled from Bala of Judah. Well, what happened? Well, well, Luke says, okay, nah, Mary did that. <laughs> he says, during those days, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town in Judah. So both of the arcs of the covenant are traveling in the hill country of Judah. Luke, Luke has more for you. Luke says that um, when it comes to fearing the Lord in the presence of the Ark of the Covenant, Mary did that too. She did it just like an old covenant. Happened in the old covenant with the Ark of the Covenant happens with Mary. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 9, it says, David feared the Lord that day and said, How can the Ark of the Lord come to me? So they go down and get the Ark of the Covenant. It comes, you know, it's headed to Jerusalem. David says, how can the Ark of the Covenant come to me? Luke says, check this out. When Mary, when she travels the hill country to Judah, and she greets her cousin Elizabeth, what does Elizabeth say? Same thing that David said. How does this happen to me? That the mother of my Lord shall come to me. Heard that before, right? Well, I just said it. David feared the Lord today and said, how can the Ark of the Covenant come to me? Isolated. We could say, okay. Similar play on words. We're on number three now. But in Luke is going to continue. He has more for you. Luke saying, Luke, Luke points out, well, when the Ark of the Covenant came in the presence of people, people danced. He says in 2 Samuel 6, 14, it says, then David, when the Ark of the Covenant came into Jerusalem, it says, then David, girt with linen apron, came dancing before the Lord with abandon. And he and all the Israelites were bringing up the Ark of the Lord with shouts and joy and sounds of the horn. Luke says, okay, what about Mary? She's the Ark of the Covenant. In Luke 1.14, it says, For at the moment of the sound of your greeting reached my ears. This is Elizabeth speaking, her cousin, when Mary comes. She says, For at the moment of the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Joy! Dancing! Praise! So the Ark of the Covenant comes in Jerusalem, David danced, the whole town shouting and praising the Lord. Same with the baby in her womb, John the Baptist, leaping for joy. Number five. Both of the Ark of the Covenant, um, people sing praise 
to God for the honor of possessing the covenants. In First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 5 through 36, there's a song there saying, Give thanks to the Lord, invoke his holy name, make known to the nations his deeds, sing him, sing to him, sing his praise, proclaim his wondrous deeds, give glory to his holy name, rejoice. O hearts that see the Lord. Same thing with Mary and her Magnificat in Luke chapter 1, verse, um, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. She says, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My soul rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all ages will call me blessed. The mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So Luke covers that. People sing praise to God for honor of possessing the Ark of the Covenant. He's not done yet. Number six. He says, in Second um, Samuel, he goes back to Second Samuel. Um, this is chapter 6, verse 11. And he says, the Ark of the Covenant, they remained. Both of them remained in a foreign territory for how long? Three months. Check this out, Second Samuel. The ark, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed the Gittite for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed Edom in his whole house. Luke is like, okay. Mary did that. Why? Because she too is the Ark of the Covenants. Luke 1, chapter 1, verse 56. It says, Mary remained with Elizabeth for how long? You probably guessed it. Three months. And then returned to her home. Now, the last one. Um, Luke is going to eat you up on this one. All right. And and again, if you if you're a Protestant, you don't know about this one. Um, this is the last time we hear about the old covenant, uh, uh, the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. It's in Second Maccabees. You don't have that book in your Bible. You may have it. You may call it something like an apocrypha, right? The Protestants took it out of the Bible. Um, they don't want you to know certain things that's there, such as this one, right? And also, if you're a Protestant, I know you're not allowed to talk about Mary because she's just like any other woman. All right? Nothing special about her except the fact that she's the Ark of the Covenant. That's right? <laughs> 500-year-old religions. Um, and so check out 2 Maccabees chapter 2, verse 5 through 8. It says, when Jeremiah arrived there, he found a room in a cave. In which he put the tent, the ark, and the altar of incense. And then he blocked up the entrance. Some of those who followed him came up intended to mark the path, but could not find it. When Jeremiah heard of this, he reproved them, saying, The place is to be remain, remain unknown until God gathers his people together again. And shows them mercy. Then the Lord will disclose these things. And the glory of the Lord will be seen in the cloud. 
just as it appeared in the time of Moses. And when Solomon prayed that the place might be gloriously sanctified. So we already know the end of that story. All right. Uh, Jeremiah is saying the place will be revealed when God comes upon it. Well, the shadow. Well, we, we know that happened at the incarnation of the Blessed Mother Mary. Right. So we understand that. Right. So we, we already talked about that. Mary is the new temple. Yeah, she's the fulfillment of the Ark of the Covenant, right? What Jeremiah prophesied um, in 2 Maccabees came to be at the Incarnation. But Luke wants to talk about something else. Uh, he wants to make another play on Maccabees. And he says this. He says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swallowing cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Where is a manger? Where were animals kept back then? It wasn't a sanitized barn. It was a cave. A cave where she gave birth to Christ Jesus, the second person of the Holy Trinity. Well, what, can, what did Maccabees say? He said, <clears throat> said <clears throat> when Jeremiah arrived there, he found, he found a room, like Mary did in Joseph, in a cave in which he put the tent, the ark, and the altar of incense. So the last place we find the ark of the covenant is in a cave. The next place we find the Ark of the Covenant coming forth from the womb of Mary, Christ Jesus himself, the fulfillment of everything that's in the Ark of the Covenant, in a cave. Also, again, God, Jeremiah prophesies that we will know where this place is. We'll know this cave when the shadow of God comes upon. That's Mary. So those are Luke's Five proofs that Mary is the fulfillment of the Ark of the Covenant. So, contrary to what um, Joe Rogan and Cat Williams <laughs> is talking about, uh, that is some sort of power instrument, some sort of fusion device, some sort of Tesla, I don't know, some sort of lithium battery, whatever. <laughs> no. The fulfillment of the Ark of the Covenant is the Blessed Mother Mary. So I encourage you guys to dig deeper into those scriptures. Um, things aren't Gnostic. Right? You know, Joe Rogan and Cat Williams, do, you know, they do have a point that nothing is secret. Um, God has revealed everything, but nothing's Gnostic, right? There's no secret knowledge on Google, right? There's no secret knowledge that's just out there. You don't have to talk to Cat Williams or anything like to find out secret things. Things have been revealed by God. In particular, the fullness of the truth has been revealed through Christ and his church. And you can, can, you can discover that truth. And most importantly, live in that truth. Live a liturgical life. Be in the world who you have received 
at Mass, the Holy Eucharist, the Bread of Life, the fulfillments of the Ark of the Covenant, the Pot of Manna. So uh, everything is available to you um, if you just knock. Because if you knock, it means you have sought. You have found that which you were seeking and you knocked at the door and the door shall be open unto you. Not some sort of secret society door that you had to knock on. Not some sort of, again, Gnostic door. But no, Jesus Christ, who calls himself the door. Thanks for listening. This is David O'Gray, Off Code, Unscripted. I'll see you next time. But again, till then, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and is there for you. And live your life like salvation matters because it's all it does. <laughs>